Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it is Friday. Here at the Colleen and Bradley Show, where we celebrate every day of the week. It's Truly, true. With an air horn, etc. I am Colleen Lindstrom because, Julia, we're happy. And that is Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, listen, we will start this show as we've started so many with our legal correspondent, Bradley Trainer. With news about the Herp trial. Actually, today, I'm not bringing you news from the trial itself. I'm bringing you some analysis, courtesy of an article I read in The Atlantic yesterday. And it's all about why the internet hates Amber Heard. Notes on the paranoid style in online fandom by Caitlin Tiffany. So I read this article, and it's all about, uh, well, initially, I think... People thought, what's up with these rabid Johnny Depp fans that are showing up at the courtroom? They're, you know, throwing him high fives. They're online in an army. Like, you know, always anytime Johnny does something they deem positive, they're there to point it out. Well, it turns out after I read this Johnny Depp uh, article in The Atlantic, it's not really just about Johnny Depp fans. In fact, Turns out, maybe a lot of this negativity online, and you'll see this directed toward Amber Heard, and we have throughout the trial, it's really, these are just anti-Amber Heard fans that are so vocal. Interesting. Meaning there's a difference between fans and Uh anti-fans. And in fact, I don't think this is the first time on this show we've talked about anti-fandom, or, you know, I think we oftentimes will just call them trolls, um, but people who are out to celebrate you know, something negative, essentially. You know, it's funny because this is not an entirely new concept, right? Because we've uh, used the term hate watching or hate listening. There are plenty of times that people indulge. I mean, ourselves included. Right, exactly. Something that they don't like uh, because it evokes some sort of emotion or some sort of movement in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And the movement that you speak of is laid out, I think, in good detail. So I would recommend that um, people, if they haven't had a chance to go through and and read about um, anti-fandom as it's laid out. And specifically, you know, she starts with someone who used to consider herself a Johnny Depp fan um, and then decides she's not a Johnny Depp fan. And I think like a lot of us, you know, we find ourselves in this place where we're like, we may like somebody's body of work, but like we wouldn't call oh. ourselves a super fan. And especially where Johnny yeah. Depp is concerned, um, 
things have become beca- become even more problematic. Yeah. I think we have John Fusion. I think we have like a little Johnny Depp confusion. Oh, okay. Truly, honestly, because, you know, um, you may ha- like I may have loved 21 Jump Street. I may have loved What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I did actually love that movie. But and I can approve of him as an actor and also see the problematic situation he is in, whether or not I know what happened inside their home. Amber Heard is not the first person to have a story about Johnny Depp. Yeah. And it's intensely uncomfortable how this is playing out. Yeah. And so to say the least, I mean, I'm minimizing that. And so it's like maybe I have more unresolved Johnny Depp feelings. Yeah, but I I don't think you would find yourself being more anti Amber Heard. Like you have complicated feelings. I think like most people do. And in this article, she says, you know, you could blame, they apparently are called Deptford wives. These are uh, women who find themselves to be particularly supportive of Johnny Depp in this moment. And you will see them online. And she says, you know, you could blame them for all these online smears and like negative attention directed toward Amber Heard. Because, I mean, if you haven't seen that online, it's crazy. The number Uh, of, uh, I was going to say YouTube videos, but it actually is YouTube videos in addition to. Yeah, open TikTok. Open TikTok, yeah. open any social media platform, Twitter, et cetera, people going rapidly after Amber Heard. I mean, even Lance Bass, you'll remember, oh, had yeah. to take down his um, offending posts because he was reenacting. Because there's this sort of culture of like Amber Heard is acting. She's not being, you know, she's not being uh, genuine. And that's like, it's fine if you think that, because I think we all have watched this trial and thought, you know, we have our own ideas about who's behaving in certain ways. Mm-hmm. But um, to take that to the next level and sort of create content around it seems like a, a level of dedication. And as it's pointed out in this article in The Atlantic, that is not a dedication to Johnny Depp in as much as it's a dedication to not being for Amber Heard. Which that is that is an interesting perspective that I had not heard yet until you brought this up the notion that the same kind of love that people are displaying for Johnny Depp is also being played out in dislike for Amber Heard which then gives the illusion of more love for Johnny Depp right so it's this weird vicious cycle that we're in yeah absolutely and it's laid out by one Hilda Van Den Bulk who's a professor of communication at Trexel University and says Where fandom tends to derive a positive emotion, you know, like I love Johnny Depp or I love a character, anti-fandom draws from just the opposite and nurtures negative feelings towards a famous person or character. Fans and anti-fans both express themselves through online sleuthing. They hang on uh, the object of their fascinations, every word, analyze every detail of that person's wardrobe, hairstyling, self-presentation. She says anti-fans know as much about their object of anti-fandom as fans do about the object of their fandom. So it's almost to say that all of this negative energy, I mean, it's not to say all of it, but a lot of this energy against Amber Heard is coming from people who are focused on Amber Heard. Because if you were a fan for Johnny Depp, you're maybe trumpeting all the great things Johnny Depp is doing during the trial. Mm -hmm. And there's been certainly a, a large amount of that. But when it's specifically so into going after Amber Heard, then that's far more about anti-fandom fandom than 
what we would traditionally call a fan. And I bet that there is, uh, there are, there is probably a group that is that is both right, a fan, both a fan of Johnny Depp and an anti fan of Amber. Heard. Sure, I think the point she's making though is like, if you're, uh, you know, uh, a rabid fan. You don't have time to focus on being an anti-fan. Sure. And conversely, if you're an anti-fan, you don't have the energy to focus on being a fan of the opposite. In this case, you know, you could understand where people might start out as. And if, again, you read the article, you'll hear this trend, this sort of journey that this one individual goes on. But, you know, you could see where someone would start out a fan of Johnny Depp, but then suddenly in trying to defend Johnny Depp becomes a sort of obsessive over you know, mm-hmm. and engages the anti-fandom of Amber Heard. Yeah, gosh, that's really interesting. And I think, you know, you you actually laid out perfectly that when you pay attention to how this is playing out in the media and the court of public opinion, she is clearly, clearly at a disadvantage in terms of how her story is being told, but not, well, partially by the media, but but mostly by people over social media using Twitter and TikTok and YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I think it's probably, you know, there's, we've talked about this repeatedly during this particular trial, there's the court of public opinion and then there's just like the court and it'll be interesting to see how different the opinions are between, you know, those in the courtroom and then those um, in the public, because in the public's eye, you know, it's very much like we don't believe Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp. But I will say also, I, I feel like for most people, there's an ambivalence towards these two. I think we if you're paying attention to any length or, or degree with an eye of objectivity, you are seeing and we've brought this up, certainly the toxicity from both of these people. Yeah. Like how many times have you or I or any of us remarked on like these people just don't seem like they were in a healthy relationship. No. And, I, you know, I don't think anything ever needs to be, you know, a hundred percent one way or a hundred percent the other way, right? Like we can live in a gray area and two things can be true. Yeah. He can be, he could have been, I mean, if you keep the focus on what the trial is actually about, she could have been abused and she could have written an article about that and not named him. And that could not be named libel. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that can be, and they could both be pretty toxic yeah. to each other. And I think those all those things probably are true. Yeah, absolutely. They, they both do seem very toxic. And ultimately, the only court uh, opinion that matters is the one, you know, delivered by the jury. Which we will await that uh, that verdict. Mm-hmm. And do we have any idea of when that's supposed to, like when things are supposed to be wrapping up? Uh, well, I would have to go back and look at my notes. Thank of, you to uh, my legal copious notes that I have uh, contributed to this trial, but I don't know. Again, stay tuned. You will get all those details as they unfold on my talk. And again, the pieces in the Atlantic, why the internet hates Amber Heard and um, the Atlantic. Uh, Caitlin Tiffany is the author of that particular piece. If you want to go into, de- because I think it, it applies to so many of the people we sort of have seen vilified on the internet oh yeah especially in this day and age absolutely thank you for bringing that to our attention when we return on the colleen and bradley show holly roberts is going to bring all the dirt straight from hollywood to our attention with a dirt alert on my talk 1071 this is a my talk dirt alert Holly Roberts 
is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It is a dirt alert. What's up, Holly? Hi. Oh, we're going to Europe. Oh, oh fun. We're going, I have not been. Are we going to the Jubbly? Uh, no, we're not uh, going to the Jubbly yet. But we're going to Portofino, Italy, where Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker have been spotted. Some speculating that this is ahead of their big Italian oh. formal wedding. Which Are the cameras there? Yeah, I was going to say, this is all for the show. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey, look, that's how you got to do it. You got to make a show about your wedding so that it's all written into the cost of production. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And the Kardashians are no strangers to this that. be the first one. And also, too, I, these people, this is their third, this is three, three times. Well, the first time, remember, Colleen, in Las Vegas, yep. that was that just... That was just a practice. That was for fun. Yeah, that was a trial. <laughs> a trial run. Then we had the actual legal marriage over the weekend in Santa Barbara, California. And then now we're going to have allegedly, supposedly, this big wedding celebration in Italy. I mean, this is just the wedding that keeps on not happening because, you know, it just keeps going and going forever and happening. This is like, mm, I don't know. I can't think of an analogy, but this is like it's they're talking about it so much. I don't even want to. I'm like done paying attention. OK, but fine. I'm not. I'm not because duh. Yeah. But I'm like, ah, finish it. Finish it. Finish it. You're done. <laughs> Yeah, Literally. finish it like Scorpion or Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat. Exactly. It's going to get worse before it gets better. There will be a lot for us to consume. Yes, so much content. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we can't consume the content of one Madonna because she's been blocked by Instagram. <gasps> what? What did she do? Uh, show did she show her NFTs? Um. Mm, yeah, not a oh. euphemism. Uh, so Madonna yeah. uh, was banned from going on Instagram Live after she oh. posted a series of scantily clad photos of herself. Oh, So she shared a video early this morning that showed the moment she found out that she had been blocked by Instagram. She swore things saying that I can't say on the radio. Okay, I'm and confused. She, Wait, yeah. how did how she, did she show the video? a video of her after she was blocked? You know, maybe she showed it on TikTok. I mean, there are various uh, social media uh, platforms, but then maybe she got unblocked because she's Madonna and she knows people. Yeah. But this isn't the first time that she's caused a little uh, ruckus over on Instagram because they said that she violated their terms of service by showing a little oh. too much. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they didn't uh, shut her account down. They just blocked her from going mm-hmm live yeah so, oh okay yeah yeah so you still get your madonna content yeah don't worry about it you're just not tell jamie it live. tell like, jamie it's you. okay everything's fine <laughs> i'm sure he'll be watching uh yeah so madonna's just you know being madonna hanging out online show i miss just being her she's a thing being I'm, 63 <laughs> kicking and stretching yeah i missed the whole madonna nft experience a couple oh, of weeks that's right ago. you weren't here for this This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, I read a headline and I was like, well, oh, you know what? That's enough. That was literally enough because I screamed. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was. When I had to see what I saw, you would scream too. I mean, do you see the inside? No. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I you mean, you're stuff. you're there. I mean, you're the door is open. Let's Things just put it that happening. way. The door is open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, NFTs and all that stuff, we've got a lot of celebrities probably uh, here in Minneapolis this weekend at VCon. Oh, that's right. Now, VCon has nothing to do with the Madonna NFTs. <laughs> just, well, you don't know. She Somebody had her own might V-Con. be trying to sell it. <laughs> oh. That was a con. Yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, so if you see anybody out and about in Minneapolis over the weekend, just give us a holler on our bat line. Who all is supposed to be here? people there's a lot of people and i have so many questions because i will tell you it all seems very interesting Mm. i'm just gonna leave it at that minnesota interesting because i'm not quite sure what it is and there are a lot of people that are coming which makes me wonder like where's all this money and what's all the like because it's also about things that i don't know very much about Mm -hmm. which admittedly is my own issue when it comes to like uh nfts and cryptocurrency uh, yeah, this is all about Web3, which is... I don't know what that means either. Which is the next, which allegedly, supposedly, rumor has it, is the next iteration of the internet. You know, so like how, from Web 2.0? Yeah, like Web 2.0 is essentially what we're living in right now, where uh, our web experiences kind of cr- uh, created by such entities as Google and Facebook and Twitter. And that's that's how we interface with the Internet. Web3 is proposing that there are going to be new ways on how we interact with each other on the Internet. That's about as much as I can speak to. My head just exploded. <laughs> yeah, it's I a can't. Lot. I, don't I watched time. a whole segment on it on television and still didn't understand what I was watching. I mean, but like real names. Kevin Smith is going to. I, I That's yeah. a name for me. Deepak that makes Chopra. Me, but Deepak Chopra is going to be a winner. Well, there's a lot of people. There are a lot of celebrities. TLC is showing up. Hello. Who are invested in the idea of NFTs and Web3 in order to be content creators, fund content, etc., etc. And so these are people who have a vested interest in Web3, in these kinds of things, in order to keep doing the things that they're doing. Oh my gosh. I know. I know it's a lot. It's a lot. I know. I know. I know. It's a lot. But you know what? If you maybe want to see somebody and you just want to like troll around U.S. Bank Stadium, that's where VCon is happening. There are so many. Yes. And call us if you see anybody or just email us because we're not going to be here. That works. Um, I'll tell you what my Web3 address is. I'm just kidding. Do we have addresses in Web3? I can't answer that question for you. No. I mean, isn't that the whole point is like we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's just a thing. We'll learn when we need to. I just imagine there are a lot of QR codes. Yes. Which, who, like, whoever saw that coming, that those things were going to come back with such a vengeance? Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm, True that. Yeah. So, VCon is happening in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, Lots of celebrities going to be in town. So, again, you see a celebrity... You know, call your people, tell your people, yeah, let you, us know. You you just let us know that you're doing your due diligence as a member of Team Cobra. Yes. That you're we creeping want around. Details. Yes, we want details. So we await your signal from 
you. Thank you. I was going to say, no, we don't. I don't know. Anyways, happy Friday. Um, (laughs) Friday mouth. (laughs) Friday mouth. Hey, don't ask Bill Hader about why he's doing season three of Barry. He's just like really tired of being asked questions about like, how did you come up for the idea of the show? When are you doing season three? Bill Hader would just rather you Google this information if you're going to be interviewing him. I'm just letting you know. Letting you so know. what happened? Did he just like lose his stuff on somebody or he just wants he wants us to know that? I just think he wants everyone to know that. Like, Stop. Do like, your research. Yeah. And don't ask me dumb questions. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like Bill Hader. That's just part of your job. Yeah, True. Exactly. Is I that, mean, that's PR, dude. Yeah. That's like what that's the gig. If you don't want to do it, don't sign up for it. Yeah, well, Barry just got renewed for season four over on HBO. Season three is currently unfolding as we speak. Do you, have you watched that show? Yes. Either no. of you? Have you? No. It's great. I I have not kept up with it, but I did watch a few episodes. I think my husband keeps up with it. And every time I've dipped in, I'm like, oh, why don't I watch this? Like all of it. It's great. And he's great. All right. But don't, but don't ask him any questions. Okay. okay? No questions asked. Do you understand? Yep. You didn't even see him here. Who? I know. NFT. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly is going to bring us some pop culture mysteries to solve in the form of blind items. She'll deliver them. We will solve them Uh, in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item after this on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. This is too much fun. I'm having too much fun. Fun. My Talk 1071. Hey guys, Bradley here. Well, we are going to have to pause our blind items because we have a very, very important phone call to accept. Thank you very much on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So, yesterday, Bradley, during a segment that we call Pizza's Court, you brought a story about a collaboration that nobody saw coming. Exactly. It's with Pepsi uh, and Pepsi. Uh, and pizza decided to get together and have a baby, and it's called the Pepsi Roni Pizza. That's right, pepperoni that has been infused with Pepsi. Well, one of our listeners, because the only people who are going to have access to this, in fact, today, are in Lower Manhattan. So one of our listeners, Britt, emailed and said, Hey, I live in Manhattan, or I have access to Manhattan. And we were like, uh, Do you have access to Pepsi-roni? And she offered uh, to pop on down to pick up a slice. And then mere moments ago at 1225 in the PM, she sent a picture of a slice of Pepsi-roni pizza. Oh, my word. I can call you and tell you about the pizza. And I think she's on the phone right now. Hello, Britt. Hello, Colleen and Bradley. Can you hear me? Yes. Britt, are you literally at New York City? I'm at the place right now. Get out of town. You this is how we are bringing you. This is content you can only get here on the Colleen and Bradley show. So on the radio, Britt, you are our correspondent. What's the name of the pizzeria that has the Pepsi Roni? So it's called Made in New York, and it's down in lower Manhattan, uh, right off of Hudson Street. And have you been there before? I have never been here before. Oh. So I just moved to New York City last year, so I'm still 
getting all of the the pizza joints. So this is a new place for me to try. So you obviously are a listener of the show. Thank you. And you offered to head down. Um, Was there a line out the door for Pepsi Roni? Did they look at you funny? Like what was the the atmosphere when you showed up? So I kind of turned the corner and they had like a little spot on the street with a little hut that says pizza, better with Pepsi, whole bunch of people milling around. There's a line out the door. They're literally only giving away this slice of pizza. No other pizza in the little spot. Get out of town. Wow. So it's just you walk up, grab your slice, grab your Pepsi. And then move on with your life. milling about. Exactly. Okay, so Britt, you have not yet put the pizza in your mouth. Are you ready to have a full-on cheat day experience while we cheat vicariously? All right. I feel very proud. Okay, so give us... Give us a little, uh, give us a little eyeball magic. What does it look like? So it's kind of those large cell pizza slices. The pepperoni is is not the like crispy thin stuff. It's that thick, good quality like pepperoni. Ooh. It's on one side. It's like in a little row, three in a row, and then it just looks like it's got Pepsi just using out of it. Yeah, I oh. will say the the picture you sent. It looks like maybe there's some Pepsi drizzle. Yes. Oh, yes. The drizzle. Okay, so kind of just sprinkle it on. Now, why don't you just get a big old yeah, mouthful big and go old, to town on that thing? Big old chomp of the Pepsi Roni pizza for the listeners just joining us again. We've got listener Britt on the phone live from Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, where she picked up a piece of Pepsi's pizza collaboration effort with Pepsi Roni on the pizza. And you let us know when you're done chewing because you know the worst thing is to try to feel like you have to talk with it in your mouth. But we'll talk until you're done chewing. And then we want to hear everything about how the flavor of... And by the way, Bradley, didn't you say the Culinary Institute of America helped to develop this pepperoni? Yeah, their catering business decided or uh, partnered with Pepsi to create this uh, Pepsi-infused pepperoni. Now, Britt, where are you? The first huge chunk has been been devoured. And? Listen, I'm going to admit... I am more of a Coke person than a Pepsi person. High five. But I'm not going to let that hinder my judgment. It's amazing. It's really? It's a little, like, citrusy Pepsi in it. And it's not too much Pepsi. And, like, the the pepperoni they make, I looked it up in this specific pizzeria. Their pepperoni is kind of spicy and a little more, you know, spicy type. And oh. so the, the Pepsi just, like counteracts it cools it down a little cools it down just a little spritz oh my god i love like a cool i i have to say i appreciate brit the fact that you did research oh she's on the actual pepperoni (laughs) i adore this thank you I had to make sure it was a good a good segment for you guys. No, you are you are literally doing the Lord's work right now. And the fact that you um, put it in your mouth and told us about it in a way that I think, I don't know, you're making me want to try this. Would you eat another slice if you were given the opportunity? Or is this like a Absolutely one and done? Absolutely would. And, I, and they're giving them out for free, but I would pay for this slice. All right. That okay. so fascinating. So that to me is like the highest compliment when you say, I'd actually yes. pay for this. <laughs> I'd pay for it. <laughs> Absolutely. I wish I could send it to you. Um, I wish you could, too. And, Britt, um, did you have to leave work for this experience? I did. Please thank your employer for lending. Do you need a note? Oh, no, I didn't let them know. I was like, I'm going oh, out and lunch. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Then we won't send them the segment. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
Britt, so, you're the best. Thank so, you so much. Britt, if you were to rate this on a scale of uh, one to five Cobras, how many Cobras, five being the best ever, would you give the Pepsi, Pepsi Roni pizza? I'm going to give it a 4.75 only because I'm originally from Minnesota. So I have that Minnesota palette. The pepperoni is just a tad spicy for me. Ah. That's more on me than on the pepperoni. Fabulous. Britt, thank you so Brit. much. Thank 4. you. 4.75. Oh, Britt, don't think for one second that if there's not another New York exclusive cheat day item that we yeah. will not be hitting we'll you send up. You, we'll send you out. Please, always do. I'm also looking out for any, you know, spotted celebs. I'm in the West Village. Oh, you're Fabulous. the best. Britt, keep you posted. Thank, thank you, you Britt. so much, Britt. Oh, that was fun. Thank you uh, for our oh, our cheat day correspondent. And truly, it, like I don't think that that there's any reason why we wouldn't take other cheat day yeah. correspondents when there's things that other people can get their hands on that we can't. Absolutely. And again, she went out and tried the pepperoni or the Pepsi Roni pepperoni pizza pizza pepperoni infused. <laughs> With Pepsi. It's like so many P words. But, I know. But literally, when I'm looking at the photo, it looks, it, it doesn't look that appetizing. But I'm glad to know that the flavor overcame whatever, yeah. you know, visual um, experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we have time for a couple uh, blind items or at least one. Why yeah, don't we uh, do deliver it. on those as well? Thank you. A spicy celebrity gossip mystery to solve. Mm. Not as spicy as the Pepsi Roni, but that's okay. Let's solve this. The ex of the illiterate talk show host has been using proxies to take everything belonging Oof. to the host. He wants to leave her with nothing. Wendy Williams. That's Wendy Williams. Ugh, Kevin, Kevin Hunter. Hunter. Ugh, yeah. Yuck. Gross. Ugh. Yeah, so Kevin Hunter, the ex of Wendy Williams, has been using proxies to take everything belonging to Wendy Williams. And Kevin Hunter wants to leave her with nothing. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know the particulars about their divorce, but Mm -hmm. it seems to me that she might have wanted to make that stuff inaccessible to him. But apparently things are still... Well, yeah, obviously there was maybe some work that never got done to make that possible. You would hope that people around her would uh, be doing that. Now, I will tell you later in the show, we're going to learn a little bit about some uh, other people taking some action on her behalf uh, about her finances. Interesting. That doesn't involve Kevin Hunter. Uh, Can we do one more quickie? Yeah! All right. Quickie celebrity gossip mystery. Colleen and Bradley, I know you're going to solve this right away. The pint-sized actor is not in a relationship with any actress. And this particular actress hates that his PR team keeps dragging her into some fake story. Tom so Cruise. Tom Cruise. And is this his, not his co-star? Uh, this person might be a co-star it's, in something. It's it's is it It's not Jennifer Connelly, though. Um... No, it's not Jennifer Connelly. She no, is married. I feel like we've heard these stories. Who's the woman that is he's the, been connected to? Was it the Mission Impossible? His co-star from Mission Impossible? I'm going to tell you her name. Okay. It's Haley Atwell. Yes. Uh, and there are lots of headlines that says that Haley Atwell is Tom Cruise's rumored love interest. And apparently these are all plants by mm. Tom Cruise's public relations team. And Haley is really annoyed by it. Well, good. That's gross. <laughs> I'm, she should be annoyed. Yeah, I would be too. That's disgusting. Yeah, she's, she was at the premiere of Top Gun Maverick at the Cannes Film Festival. So she just happened to be at the same place. 
doesn't mean that she's with Tom Cruise. He's not with anybody. Oh, okay. So she is, she is in the next Mission Impossible with him. And I remember when they were filming that, they would be seen places together and it would be packaged as though they were dating. And, but nothing obvious ever, like he didn't jump on any couches is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, he was not saying anything over it. Exactly. Oh, I'm sad for her. Get out of his grips, Haley. Bye. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley Trainer is going to tell us that story about Wendy Williams. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And all that money that she hasn't been able to get her hands on. Uh, we're going to get the details on that after this on My Talk 1071. Miss, Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about Wendy Williams, and we've been paying attention to this sort of side story of her not being able to access a whole bunch of her money. But, Bradley, you've got a little update. Yeah, it looks like she can access her money again, but there is a catch, and I will explain that catch. But I also think we should issue... A tabloid warning. And Holly, I don't know what that sound effect would be, but if there's something... Tab alert, tab alert, tab alert. There is a, <laughs> there is a yellow light, I think is the euphemism we would use. Okay. Yeah. This comes from a celebrity tabloid. Here's a headline. Uh, Wendy Williams will soon have access to her millions after court appoints financial guardian and ends nasty bank lawsuit. Okay, so I saw this headline yesterday in two places, but the two places I saw this headline made me pause. I saw it in, of course, the magazine known as OK and uh, another tabloid known as The Sun. Isn't okay soon to be defunct? Yeah, allegedly, supposedly. I don't know if it's just the print version or what have you, but anyway. The original story comes from The Sun, the U.S. version of the U.K. tabloid. Exclusive. Wendy Williams will soon have access to her millions after a, coin, after a court-appointed financial guardian takes over her bank accounts. So, in that story, they say they can exclusively reveal... That Wendy's contentious battle with Wells Fargo, which, again, you'll remember Wells Fargo was like, we think that somebody might need to take a look at what's going on with Wendy Williams because we're not so sure she's not being taken advantage of. Um, they apparently, according to this uh, this article, they are going to unfreeze her bank account after a New York judge appointed a financial guardian to oversee her finances. Do we know, I mean, I I don't know that there's any benefit to knowing or if it's even legal for us to know who the financial, uh, what was the word, guardian Mm -hmm. is? We do not know. What I can tell you is that the source tells the son the guardianship process is complete, which means the court-appointed financial guardian is ready to go. Now it's up to the guardian, Wendy, in the court as to how she will be accessing her money. Um, 
they go on to say that sources reveal that there was a temporary guardian in place since March, although it's unclear if that was an official court-appointed guardian and if that person is the same hmm. as the person that the court just appointed because they're not giving the name because this is not clearly public knowledge. So wait, can I, I'm sorry, can I reverse beep? Beep, beep, and ask this question that you may or may not know the answer to. Yeah. But if there had been a temporary guardian, would she not have then also had some sort of access to the money through the temporary guardian? Maybe, unless the guardian didn't think she needed access to it. I don't know. The reason I'm asking is because the last we heard from Wendy Williams was was on that, uh, that, conversation with fat joe where she was like all i have is four dollars in my wallet and that's all i have yeah so i mean which if you believe Mm -hmm. that there's something with wendy williams health that prevents her from making rational decisions it's possible Mm -hmm. that she might have had access to her money and not known it right or Mm -hmm. that she, she had access to it, and the person who was giving her access didn't think she needed to access it. Yeah, so there's lots of possibilities. Yeah. Again, on the record information, we have very little. We don't have any, because right now these two stories are coming from tabloids. But I do think, to me, it seemed worthy of talking about, because they're saying that the thing happened, and the thing happening was that the the court has appointed a guardian. So I would just say, let's keep our eyes peeled, because... Would you be surprised to learn that Wendy Williams had a financial guardian put in place? No. Yeah, I don't think any of us would be surprised. No, not even a little bit. Again, we don't know, and and you don't want to, like, speculate too much. Like, we used to just be like, some may right. Let's what's going on with Wendy? Yeah. Now it's like, well, let's be a little more thoughtful about there might be something medically wrong, mm-hmm. and if that's the case then hopefully people are doing what they need to be doing behind the scenes mm-hmm. and we don't need to know all the juicy details. Mm-hmm. But it is to say it would explain a lot of interesting behavior that we've seen around Wendy Williams since mm-hmm. not returning to her show and then the show's decision to cancel Wendy Williams' participation in the show and then turn that participation over to one Sherry Shepard. Like, it would just explain yeah. a lot. if a, If a... Judge decided that she needed to have a financial guardian that tells you that Wendy was in a position to not come back to her show, despite what she and people around her have been saying. You know, you actually bring up a really good point, because uh, a lot of times when we're talking about Wendy Williams, we're talking about one part of the story. But the whole constellation of the whole the big picture story Tells you that so- there is something funky going on. Yeah. What that funky thing is, we can't put our finger on and we sure. don't necessarily want to speculate about. But I will tell you this. Somebody knows the whole story. And I look forward to that book. Yeah. If it ever is written. Yeah. Because somebody knows kind of why this is all unfolding in oh, the yeah. way that it has been unfolding. And if you would imagine, if it turns out to benefit whoever that person is, we will hear about it at some point. Sure. Because, well, and we might hear two competing narratives, right? If there's yeah. other parties who are involved. I just think we should keep our eyes peeled to further developments. Yeah. You know, I don't want to take anything the sun says as gospel. And really, OK Magazine was just re-reporting what, um, and the I wouldn't even call said. it re-reporting. I would just call it taking what the sun said and repurposing it. I, you know, I'm always fascinated because the sun kind of has a reputation for not being a very reputable source when it comes to 
anything. Um, I'm, I just am always curious how they get any of the info, like how, where does that information come from? Right? Like, do they actually have sources or are they making everything up? And why would sources go to the sun versus a different tabloid that maybe has a better reputation? Money. I mean, sure. And I don't know what tabloid would have a better reputation, right? Like they can, they are telling stories that only they will tell. Like people magazine is not going to print this story. No, because they're going to just regurgitate PR. People magazine will do other things, right? That they should be suspect uh, or we should be suspect of. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to this kind of story, there are very few people, maybe TMZ, um, people would go to TMZ to tell this story, but Mm -hmm. I think that they're all sort of of the same but I, I would say if the, the Sun, I wouldn't completely write off anything they say out of hand. I would look at it skeptically. And in this case, I would imagine there was a judge appointing a financial guardian. What that means and why and what that looks like, eh, we'll see. Eh, we'll wait and see. Well, Wendy Williams, uh, we hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. But we've got our eye on you. That's for sure. And I'm frankly, I'm not going to lie. I kind of have my eye on her ex-husband, too, because well, he keeps popping up blind, in weird stories. Lots of blind items about that That's one. True. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what fast food item would you eat every day for the rest of your life? 651-641-1071. What fast food item would you eat every day for the rest of your life? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.